everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Podcastica here on the Night of the Living Geeks Network. We watched the first Doctor serial, The War Machines. My name is John, I am your host, and joining me as always is my good friend Taylor. Taylor, how are you, sir? I'm I'm doing all right. It's clearly is the season for colds and allergies to kind of stick around. I think we've got about two-thirds of the family down with one thing or another, but uh, uh, we persevere. Oh, let me... Uh, let as me, it were. Oh, yeah. Are you, did you... Um, actually, you were kind of sick at, at Galley. I... Yeah, stuff was kind of lingering. I was just coming off having kind of a bout of histamine intolerance and hives, and my throat's just been kind of... Uh, not happy with me, and I got back and had kind of another bout of uh, of hives and histamine intolerance and stuff. And um, yeah, the cough's kind of sticking around, um, but lots of water and changing my diet up a little bit and cough drops like you wouldn't believe. I think I'm keeping halls in business right now. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> I um, how are you? I am. This is the first day that I feel like myself since the last day of Gallifrey. Holy moly. Yes, it has been... I have been sick for about, I guess that's two weeks, yeah? Yeah, well, yeah, we were getting ready to go get, like, curry fries two weeks ago. Yes, we were, and, uh, man, that (laughs) food was delicious. Yes, it was. Uh, Yeah, so... Oh yeah, look at that. We were 7 p.m. on a Sunday. Look at that. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, I've I've been feeling under the weather. I am this is the first day I feel fantastic. Um Yay. I finally on this past Thursday got to meet my nephew Elias who was born okay. during Gallifrey. Um awesome. yeah, so that was pretty cool. Um not not holding him yet because I was still, you know, still a little sick and mm-hmm. my sister's a little a little uh, iffy on that, which is fine. I yeah, I respect that. That's fair. I saw him from from a distance. <laughs> Who was that? Celine Through Dion. Two panes of glass. Was Celine Dion from a distance? Uh oh, boy! You're asking somebody who doesn't really listen to her catalog. Somebody's yelling at me right now. That's fine though. <laughs> but yeah, uh, besides that, um, from a distance, I'm looking it up right now. You're it cl- was. Okay. Nancy Griffin? Griffith? Uh, oh, well. You know, whatever. Wasn't she on Family Guy? Yes. She was the cousin. That's right. So, sure. uh, <laughs> we got a lot <laughs> We got a lot to talk about, because, uh, I mean, we haven't done an episode since Galley, and we'll, uh, I guess, if we remember any Galley stories, we'll get to that, but, uh, oh boy, do we got a lot of Who news to get to. Well, yeah, because we never covered it while we were at Galley. This is stuff that's been piling up since Survival. Yes, that too. <laughs> and I didn't help, because I added a bunch of names you to the thing. totally did. My bad, I'm sorry. That's all right. So you want to, uh, get into this Who news here? Yeah, absolutely. You want me to kick it off? Let's do it. Right. Well, according to Gallifrey Newsbase, the BBC has already indicated, and this might be old news to some people listening, but uh, season 11 will begin airing in fall of 2018. And it's also expected that a new doctor will not be announced before autumn of this year. I know, John, you kind of guessed probably summer. Uh, yeah. They're guessing autumn. So they'll do and, it after the season's over, maybe, right? Yeah, I think definitely after the season's over. Probably That's good. Uh, at least a couple months, I think, to kind of settle down, and then they'll probably hit it with us. Yeah. So, um, and filming for season eleven will start at the beginning of twenty eighteen. They they suggest. All right, that's the, we're back. The new regime will be here. Yes. Um. So I was. Um. I can't remember where I originally saw this. I feel like it was on Instagram. I was just looking through some stuff, and I saw. First, I saw Chris Marshall's name. Then I looked yep. up exactly who Chris Marshall is, and I, uh, I got some news on that, that he is uh, being considered the odds-on favorite right now, and bookies have suspended betting on him as a part of the uh, you know, betting process of who it will be the new doctor. And uh, the same thing happened with Capaldi. So somebody might have gotten some insider information. I feel like it's still really early, oh, even it for is. insider information. 
it is. I also read another article that uh, said there was a news um, broadcast about, you know, who could be the next doctor, and it was showing, like, a bunch of people, and they actually used a clip of Tom Ellis, who was on Doctor Who at one point, but he also plays um, Lucifer on Fox's Lucifer. Oh, okay. I think I recognize the face but i don't remember who he was in doctor who um he i saw a picture of him with martha so i can't it was during the martha jones era um i would be super down with this i really like tom ellis um but lucifer's actually doing pretty well at fox so i really don't Mm -hmm. see that as a thing that could be happening okay uh tilda swinton also we all know who tilda swinton is so yeah, and that just that seems to me as I mean is is interesting and probably as an unusual a doctor as she could create. She's a big, big star. Yeah, she wouldn't stick around long. No, and we want somebody that will stay for more than three seasons. God, you just make it four. I'll be happy with four. Yeah, that would be super nice. Let's see. We have um, uh, Olivia Coleman who works on Broadchurch with uh, Chibnall. So we got the yes. Chibnall connection. I think she's I like also Oprah. been on Doctor Who. Yes, um, I like in the Eleventh Hour. Yes, she is. I I likened this to um, if Chibnall is a new manager for a sporting team. Obviously, he would want to bring in people he's familiar with, so he knows he can do some good stuff. So yes. there you go on that. Also, Andrew Buchanan, uh, he worked on Broadchurch as well. His name has popped up. Um, Richard Madden, who played Rob Stark in Game of Thrones, I think that would be super interesting as well. That would, and I'm only sort of familiar with Game of Thrones just because kind of Amber would watch it, and I'd occasionally catch an episode. So I'm not really familiar with a lot of his work, but but anybody who's been on Game of Thrones yeah. is kind of like, okay, that might be an interesting choice. Uh, ben Winshaw, who plays Q in the newer James Bond films, also yeah. pretty interesting, a little younger than everybody else, I think. Not by much, though. Most of these names are in the late 30s, um, early 40s, and they say they want a younger doctor, and I'm not... I'm just saying I don't know what they mean by that because Matt Smith was, like, 13 when he was the doctor. So <laughs> right. I don't know what they mean by younger. Is it just younger than Capaldi or younger like as Matt in... Smith yeah, Matt Smith younger. So I, I don't really know. Yeah, I'll be I, curious to find out. I did see David Harewood's name, and he plays John Jones on Supergirl, and I, that is, is... Is that actually how you pronounce that? Because I'm looking at it in the notes, and I'm like, <laughs> John Jones? John Jones, John yeah. John Um, Okay, sure. Um, He would be very interesting, because I've never seen him in anything but Supergirl, and he's very hard-nosed character. So I don't know exactly how that would work out, and I didn't know he was British either, so... Oh, fair enough. Yeah. And then um, you watch Timeless, right? Yes. Oh, huge fan of Timeless. Yes. So they you just know, finished their first season. So you're familiar with Patterson Joseph then, yes? Yes, I am. And again, somebody who we had talked about has been on Doctor Who mm-hmm. and who was in the running for the 11th Doctor. Yes. Yeah, that's right. And, um, and, and I honestly, I think he would probably make a really good doctor. You know, he'd, he'd be a person of color. I think that'd be really good, but I don't want to see him leave Timeless because <laughs> I want Timeless to have a second season. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah. We'll see. so we'll see. And then Richard Adelaide, which I thought was the, uh, the funniest one of them all from I, IT honestly, crowd. I would, I would love, I would love for him to play the doctor. I think he would make an awesome doctor. I think it would be very I love cool. The IT crowd. Yes. I just, I, I feel like he could do it. Oh, absolutely. It would just be so bizarre. It would. Who would you liken him to? I think he'd almost be like a Colin Baker kind of doctor. Oh, yeah. Like in the kookiness? Kookiness, I, I would be interested to see if he could kind of bring that, um, oh, what would you liken, liken it to with Colin Baker? That kind of serious arrogance? Yes, I could see that. That uh, Baker brings. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would be um, it would be interesting. That's the um, so there are all the names of the people that are in. It's the short list. Someone called it. Uh, there's probably a longer list somewhere. I'm sure there oh, will bet. be for quite some time to come. Agreed. 
So, um, the Ice Warriors are back. They're going to return in a uh, Mark Gaddis story. Yeah, they are in a new type of Ice Warrior, apparently. Um, pretty down with this. I, f- I feel like, um, yeah, I'm down. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I, I loved what they did with the Ice Warriors in uh, the Matt Smith years uh, with, uh, what was it, Cold War? Yes, I really enjoyed that episode. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what they're going to do with them in, uh, in Season 10. And then also more Season 10 news. Missy will appear in Season 10, which, um, I, man, I'd hope so. I'm, I'm always okay with. And the little video that was released with that was kind of interesting because she was, like, painting the side of the TARDIS. Yes. And she's painting this blue. And at one point she says that, that she will be coming out like out of these doors or something. And I'm like, Whoa, hang on. Whoa, whoa. That's, that's big. What do you mean by that? Yeah. Um, in the TARDIS. Yeah. I don't know. I almost, uh, I feel like a friend of the show, Mike from the time scoop cast. Didn't, did he suggest the swapping of bodies during his, uh, was that somebody, was that him or was that somebody else? No, I'm pretty sure that was Mike who, who suggested that. Which I, I that would be yes, mind-bogglingly Freaky Friday and the Dardis. <laughs> yes, uh, let's see. Oh, any late remembered Gallifrey One stories? Uh, it seems like I, you have a couple. I, have I do not. I am okay. I can barely remember that weekend, which is like, actually well, not true. I can remember a decent amount of that weekend. You had more to drink than I had. So true. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, it's one of those things where just in the in the whole rush of the weekend you you know you want to try to remember everything to kind of share with the audience and and give them the feel for what it was like uh being there and there was stuff that i thought was really kind of awesome and that i wanted to share and then realized in hindsight that i totally forgot um so on uh friday while you got no sorry thursday while you guys were all out uh getting groceries and i was waiting for our room to get ready i saw friend of the show lauren come in um, and I went over to say hello and, um, a couple other people recognized her and, and walked up and were saying hello. And, and one guy came up, I never got his name. Um, uh, so maybe Lauren tweet at us if, if you remember who this was, but he came up and was like, Oh, I'm one of the greatest villains in doctor who, right. He's cosplaying apparently. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, I, I don't get it. He's wearing a Hawaiian shirt. What the, and then he goes, I'm John Nathan Turner. This is actually one of his shirts that I got from his widow. You. Yeah, there's kind of an element of creepiness there, but also an element of like, okay, that's probably one of the most unusual collectibles you will ever see at a convention. Yeah, right. Um, so that that was just one of those experiences where it's like, okay, that was kind of random, but kind of cool. Um, uh, Paul Cornell, who is uh, a writer, has gone on to do some comics and stuff. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, like I said, it was very kind to autograph uh, a new adventure novel for me. Um, yeah. Uh, post Gallifrey one, uh, like after he'd gotten back home to England and stuff, um, I, I feel like there was definitely kind of a vibe amongst uh, attendees on Twitter. Kind of you kind of go through this uh, void afterward. I know I got home after driving all the way home on that Monday and I was still overwhelmed. I was exhausted. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was like, I don't know that I could do that every year. Of course, saying that out loud. Um, <laughs> but not long after that, it's like, Oh, I really kind of miss it. And I miss these people and I miss doing these things. And you know, there, there's kind of this void and you get kind of antsy. Well, um, I guess Paul Cornell took a picture of the carpet at the LAX Marriott yeah. and it's little swirly patterns. Yes. Um, and he put it at as his like header image on his Twitter and then shared the picture out. So anybody else who wanted to could because he's like, I just look at this carpet and it's relaxing. <laughs> it takes me back there. Yeah. And I thought that was absolutely hilarious. I loved it so much that I made it my header image for a while, too. Um, but, yeah, that was that was interesting. And now, of course, they've announced uh, when tickets go on sale for next year. Oh yeah. And I've now turned to my family and been like, Hey, I want to go next year. And they were like, but we thought you said you didn't want to go every year. I'm like, yeah, I think I spoke too soon when I said that <laughs> I was kind of exhausted from driving and, 
you know, I won't do the driving thing. I want to fly. I want to make this a shorter trip and not be away from you guys so much. Yeah. So you're going to try and bring, are you, is the whole family thing still? It's, it's, it, it is still something that I think we want to do, but I think it's something that will wait a few years. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I hate to admit it, but my son, even today, he was looking at my shirt. Um, cause of course I'm wearing a doctor who shirt today <laughs> and he was recounting, um, uh, seeing robots of Sherwood with me and, and being scared and, and admitting he, he doesn't really want to try watching doctor who right now. Yeah. Uh, that's understandable. And there's part of me that's like, no, but then I got to realize that, okay, look, dude, you're, you're basically five and a half. Yeah. Start watching until I was nine. Yeah. Right. You no, know? I'm like, that's, that's okay. You know, you, you, you don't have to, obviously it's in your sphere of influence. You know that I'm into it. Um, you know, if that changes, someday and you want to watch it bud great let's watch it and if not that's okay yeah perfectly fu- that's um i think that's a good way to go about it yeah exactly um but speaking of being on the road as i was driving home from Calafray one i um uh pulled off at one of the rest stops along i5 and um as i'm walking up to the restroom because what else are you gonna do that or a vending machine right right um there was a, a an older gentleman and his wife, who's like in a walker, they were taking a, a pit stop as well, but they were on their way back from the bathroom, saw the shirt that I was wearing, and they were like, oh, you're into Doctor Who. And I'm like, yes, yes, I am. I'm actually coming back from a convention right now. Um, and the the husband proceeded to tell me about you know, how he had met like Tom Baker and John Pertwee at, strangely enough, Time Con, which was the convention that I used to go to in San Jose uh, <laughs> back in the late 80s and, and very, very early 90s. In fact, I only went to 1990, but the convention had been going on for a few years in that range. And it, it just struck me as one of those like serendipitous coincidences where yeah. I just happened to pull off at this rest stop at this time and run into these people who've had this experience. That's so crazy. That's just it like... totally was crazy. They do say timing is everything, isn't it? That's what they. That's what they oh. tell me. Yeah, that was that was my random, random Doctor Who related rest stop encounter. That sounds really wrong, but <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, some uh, sad news. Yeah. Um, Neil uh, Fingleton. Yeah, Neil Fingleton. He played the uh, Fisher King in Before the Flood. Uh, yeah. He he has passed away. Uh, he was only thirty six years old. Um, he was also the tallest man in Britain. I think it's seven feet, seven inches tall or something like that. He was very tall, yes. Tremendously tall. In fact, I think he was also on Game of Thrones. Yes, he was. He was also on Game of Thrones. Um, yeah. Super sad. I really like the Fisher King. Very ominous, creepy uh, character that I kind of yeah, wish it, we had seen it, a little more of. Uh, agreed. Absolutely agreed. I mean, those were two of my favorite episodes from uh last season and that i remember us both saying we wish we actually saw the fisher king more yeah definitely so um yeah that's sad it's super sad yeah um but we got a new trailer we did get a new trailer and what are your thoughts here i i was freaking out Uh, (laughs) um i you know what i i was I was freaking out with excitement and it was totally happy and watching it. And then I caught it on, Oh, I think BBC like posted it to their Instagram. And for some reason there it had uh, captioning. Uh, Cause I think I was trying to watch it and the kids were doing something. So I couldn't quite hear it. I'm right. like, I don't care. It's Dr. Who. I'm just excited. Right. Yes. <laughs> and, and, and then Bill goes and says that, you know, Oh, it's just like whatever. So exciting to travel with him, even if it kills me. And I'm like, okay. Oh, I I'm gonna f off it. I this was right now. I literally said the same thing. That's what I was gonna say about this. Is I, why does she have to say that? Yeah, right. Like we are still fresh off the wound of losing Clara. Do we really need? Uh, another companion to be like, even if I die terribly. Yeah. It's like, look, why, why, why? Please just let this be a red herring. Please just let this be something said. Please let it get to the end of next season and just have her go off and do something. 
Yeah, we don't need to... Have her go have adventures with some crazy space traveler. Bring Savalon Glitz back. I don't care. <laughs> you know, it just... No, don't die. Don't do this to us. Because, you know, it, this yeah. that's like all I could focus on after this trailer. I'm like, great. She's going to die. And that's totally what I would really expect. Yeah, I mean... Time. I mean, we'll see. I I don't think it's gonna happen, but I mean, I could be wrong. Like, she I, could I be a one. She could be one and wrong. done. She could be one and done on the season, just because she's, she's look. She's got a one year contract. Oh well, yeah. She could literally just be one and done. Like, because I mean, you don't know what Chibnall wants to do. Maybe he doesn't exactly. see her as. And and this sucks that we're saying this because we haven't even seen her in a full episode yet. No, but I mean, like, that's not our, you know, it's not our decision. It's, it's not. And, you know, fandom will be fandom as Dr. Fandom definitely tends to be like, I definitely (laughs) don't even read the comments on some of the stuff the BBC posts anymore. Yeah. But be that as it may, um, you know, I'm still excited for Bill. I'm still excited for this season, but it was just realizing that one line just brought me down. I'm like, what the, okay. Okay. Anyway, yeah, I, I yeah, I totally one hundred percent agree with you. But um, uh-huh. yeah, I liked it regardless. And what's the um the hashtag they've been using? Uh, time for heroes. Time for heroes. Let's do yes, it. Yes, which hopefully doesn't mean they're changing over to NBC. No. <laughs> <laughs> I maintain what I said. I know, and and I and I agree. The first season was good. Everything else of it was kind of crap. <laughs> All right, shall we? Yes, let's. All right. So uh, this week we watched The War Machine starring William Hartnell as the Doctor, Jackie Lane as the Dodo Chaplet. Uh, oh, boy. Um, I feel like I had trouble Anky with this. Wills. Anky Wills as Polly, Michael Craze as Ben, and John Harvey as Professor Brett, which just honestly sounds like a stripper name. <laughs> what, John Harvey or Professor Brett? Professor Brett. Oh, I see. Doesn't it? Welcome to the stage. Welcome to the Sir Brett. Now, all right. Okay, so it was written by Ian Stewart Black and directed by Michael Ferguson. It first aired June 25th to July 16th, 1966. And we got the good old story notes. We do. Um, let's see. This story had the working title of The Computers, which, um, yeah, is indeed less far terrifying. Yeah, I like, wouldn't be so frightened no. by The Computers. The Computers, ooh. I'd expect a Kraftwerk album out of that. <laughs> um, do you want to switch off and on here? Yeah, yeah. Let's, let, let me, let's do that, because the idea of Wotan, because let's be honest, it's Wotan, not Votan. We'll get to that. Oh, yeah. Um. Uh, uh, was based on a question posed to uh, Kit Pedler, who was interviewing to be the show's new science advisor. Um, and it's and it's really interesting because the question it's it's a long passage in uh, Tardis Wikia. Thanks, Tardis Wikia. Um, uh, basically asking, you know, it actually had to involve the question. Actually, involved this new like post office tower that they feature in the story. Uh huh. Um, it, it basically talking about, you know, a computer kind of taking over. It, it's Skynet. It, it comes down to Wotan is Skynet. Yes, <laughs> for <There you> sure. <laughs> uh, Wo- Wotan uh, actually gets its own credit in the first three episodes. It's the first time a fictional creation gets its own billing in the credits. Oh, that's pretty interesting. I know. Um, and although Polly doesn't officially have a last name, uh, mm-hmm. I know that's something that we ran into with Power of the Daleks. We're like, uh, Polly, Polly yeah. something. Yeah. Uh, Wright, W-R-I-G-H-T. Wright is the last name listed in her audition piece. Ah. So Polly Wright. And uh, for some reason, most of the, ca- the cast pronounces Wotan with a soft V, thus driving mm-hmm. Taylor crazy. Oh, my God, yes. I, You know what? I 100% agree with you. I was... I was sitting there and I was like, is it vote Voton? Cause I looked it up and yeah. I'm like, no, it's starts with a W. Why are they saying V? I, I, I honestly have no idea. It's not like the, this was like set in Germany where the kind of the V and the W kind of swap places. Yeah. When spoken, um, yeah, this is obviously London. This is obviously, you know, quote unquote current times. Yeah. 
why they're saying it with a V, I have no flipping clue. <laughs> but I hated it. So, Taylor, as always, you have a world-famous synopsis for us, so why don't you take that away? Indeed. Indeed. The Doctor and Dodo land in London in the swinging 60s, see the Inferno Club here within, and stumble across the best laid plans to let a computer rule over all, and, well, it's essentially Skynet with hypno-toad powers. Drama ensues, Dodo stays behind, and Ben and Polly hop aboard the HMS TARDIS. Yeah, so... Oh boy. Ben's Ben's a sailor. Yes, he is. He's is indeed a sailor. Um let us start off by talking about these title screens. Yeah, that was something different, wasn't it? Uh, it was very different. I I thoroughly enjoyed them each time. I did too. I, I loved the music that kind of accompanied them with like kind of the the drum roll and every time like yeah. the number 1 or 2 or 3 or 4 would come up it it you know, hit the symbol there to end it. Yeah. Um, I yeah. liked all the computery noises. It was, it was pretty cool. The, the sound design on this episode was very interesting. There's a lot of, you know, kind of glitchy modem sounds throughout the episode, especially when, you know, Wotan was, uh, doing his thing on people. Yes. And oh, I, but my gosh, when they arrive in London, does the TARDIS look battered or what? Yeah, it looks real bad. It, uh, yeah, that's um, that it, is one rough ship. Yeah, it's very rough. I just, uh, I wonder if how many times they had used that one. That was probably the only one they had. I, you know what? I, I will be entirely honest with you, and I know that someone like Mike could probably correct us a little bit, but I think for most of Classic Who. They used the same TARDIS exterior. Huh. And just kind of kept cobbling it together and cobbling it together and cobbling it together. And I think at one point, I don't remember if it was during the sixth or seventh Doctor's run, like literally the top fell off it and landed on someone. <laughs> Obviously, that didn't make it to film, but right, yeah, right. It, was, it was that kind of rickety at that point. Hopefully that person was okay. Yeah, I think so. I think they were. So I think this is the uh is this the our first adventure as and I mean podcastica uh with Dodo? Uh, it is. What yes. a name. And I know. And <laughs> now I'm able to go, oh, Jackie Lane being one of the classic uh classic who people that they've wanted to get to Gallifrey, but who just like I don't do conventions. I'm like, oh, that's Dodo. Now I know who that is, because at first I was like, oh, who, who was Jackie Lane? I don't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> it's Dodo. Okay. There you go. Now I know. Yes, this is our first adventure with Dodo. Um, so where to where to begin here? Wotan, we go and meet Wotan. <laughs> we're kind of just, go, I, we, we just go into a building, and we're like, here we are. We, we do, but, but before that, it, it's fantastic, because... You know, here's here's the doctor and Dodo and the doctor putting the out of order sign on the TARDIS, which I thought was yes, cute. Yes, great. And the the perfectly timed cop coming by, going, "Oh, it's out of order. I'll just keep walking." <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then they they see the new post office tower, which is which is architecturally rather impressive. For yeah. The oh, definitely. Um, and and without anything else, Hartnell just goes, "It's it's so alien." Yes, there's something evil about it. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, dude, you don't have to be a critic of modern architecture. It's not that bad. Yeah, seriously. I mean, just appreciate but, it for what it is. Right. And then it's like, okay, well, it, it's evil. We have to investigate it. So, yeah, they go up in this building, and they're like, hey, look at this machine. And uh, the people in charge are like, oh, it's Wotan. It's, you know, but it's said with a V, so just confuse yourself. <laughs> Um, and it's 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 apparently it's ten years ahead of its time, so it can play Pong. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> I think it's, Pong came out in seventy six. It's ten years ahead of its time. It should they should have uh, tacked some years onto that. I would have hoped so, but because yeah. uh, no computer, I don't think computers can now can do that. It, it hypnotize people? I don't know. I've seen people kind of like focused on their smartphones a bit. That's yeah. true. Ultra, wow. So maybe this sto- maybe the computer was. Um, 10 years ahead of its time, but the story was light years ahead of its time. Ooh. It was a, um, also, what do they call it? And was it a narrative? A narrative. Yes. There we are. Yes. We also, we meet Polly. 
Yeah, we meet Polly, which was uh, which was cool. I um, yeah. I liked her first. Like she makes some weird face. I just really enjoyed yes. that. Oh yes, and it, and she's really kind of up close to the camera too, and she says, "Oh, here's Polly. She types really fast or something." And, yeah, but not as fast as not as fast as Wotan. And she kind of like er at the camera. I'm like, "What is that?" Yeah, I I liked that. Whatever it was, I I enjoyed it. Was it. Cute. And it was we're cute. I like... we're trying to uh, ask uh, Wotan some questions because you know apparently he knows or it knows all the answers. Yes, and they like okay. Well, I'm gonna hit you with a really tough math question. Yes. Um, <laughs> tell me what this is, and he's like, "Well, it's right." Yep. And then and Dodo's like, "Go ahead." Yeah, Dodo's like, uh, "Hey, I got one for you. What does TARDIS stand for?" And it gets it right, which is um, yep. horribly frightening. Um, just a bit because that suggests that it has. Uh, well, I mean, let's be honest. Nineteen sixty six, nineteen sixty three. Obviously, the Doctor has been at other points in history. So I suppose, you know, let's just say Wotan's got all of human knowledge stored within it because he's going to be a networked computer. So it's going to be that in cat video soon anyway. Yes. Um, so it would make sense. Parts. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, so it could stand to reason that that has been written down somewhere. Yes. And Wotan's got access to it. I would assume know, so. But at the same time, that is terrifying because it could at least suggest, no, I've got knowledge of stuff off this planet, folks. Yes, which is, yeah, is indeed super frightening. There was, uh, what was the other thing that I thought, oh, <laughs> so we're kind of breaking it down a little bit. Polly's talking to Dodo and I laughed hysterically at this where it was just like, I want to go to the hottest nightclub in town. Oh, I know where it is. Cut. We're here. <laughs> yep. The Inferno Club. The Inferno Club. And I thought, the, I was like, what a cut. That was amazing. It's that just was. like, we are here immediately. <laughs> they were just like, I need to drink now. Yep. So they're in the Inferno Club. It seems, you know, hip and also happening. Mm-hmm. And this is where we are first introduced to Ben. Ben the Lonely Sailor. He's so lonely, you guys. Like he's just lonely, lonely sailor. Very, very sad. And <laughs> I enjoyed the uh, first interaction between Polly and Ben. I thought that was a that was a cute little scene where she's mm-hmm. trying to talk to him, and she's like, "This is what you look like," and he's like, "Oh, is it really that bad?" She's like, "Yeah." Right. She's like, "Yeah, get it together, sailor." Um, yeah. And then. Polly leaves, and actually this character had a name, but I didn't write it down. The character who pulls her aside and is like, hey, I don't, I don't, when you say no, do you mean yes? Um, oh, right, the guy who's like totally hitting on her and, yes. and Ben like slugs it out with him. Yes, in the greatest fight scene of all time. <laughs> oh my goodness. Like, yep. I, did they, and then you fight. Well, how do we fight? I don't know. Just throw each other around. Yep. And action. Exactly. And that's where we get Ben's name. And then we kind of cut to a press conference. <laughs> yes. About one of the poorly named days. Yeah, please. C day? Computer day? Just call it the full name. Don't, yeah. Don't, don't abbreviate it. We all know what happens when you abbreviate names and put day after it. Uh, it's yeah, usually bad. Generally, yes. Generally, and it's I, not I, good. <laughs> and I think had the story kept the title of the computers, Computer Day would have made a little bit more sense. Yes. Agreed. It would have. Um, and, you know, but with the title change, it's like, mm, yeah, it's kind of just sounds awkward now, guys. In in the presser, there was this guy who said he was from New York, and it, he had yes. the worst New York accent I've ever heard in my entire life. It just it reminded me of... Um, Oh, anybody who makes fun of like, you know, people talking in movies in the 30s. Yes. Hey, look, man, it's the 30s and we're talking like this. It was so what bad. What do you think about this, professor? Oh, boy. It was very, oh, very yeah. bad. It was. And I think the, I think the name of the paper was the New York Sketch. Yes. Oh, boy. And it, Professor Brett is the first to be hypnotized. Yes. Uh, Yes. Um, so I really enjoy, and you know what, let's just talk about it now. Cause I said in our, in our last Gallifrey one episode, 
that I was probably going to talk about the pacing, and I will just take this time to say I didn't have any problems with it. I think it wasn't too bad. No, we were always were doing a... something. Everything yeah. was uh, crucial to the story. I think there was one scene I had later that I made a note of, which I will mention, that I was like, this was pretty needless. But other than that, uh, I thought everything was pretty good. Yeah, this really, this this wasn't too bad in terms of pacing. I They felt a little slow for me at points, and there were a couple of points where I kind of not not tuned out, but I kind of feel sometimes like if I'm not taking notes or having a reaction to something, that it's not important. And that's not always true, because a lot of times I'm just kind of like soaking in the story. Oh, yeah, that's, that is definitely, you know, for the most part, not true. There, there are things I don't take notes on that, you know, are pretty cool, but... Just not noteworthy. Exactly. That's why they're called noteworthy, I guess. <laughs> it's worthy of making a note, indeed. So the uh, the hypnotizing scene. I really liked how we layered the little hypnotizy mm-hmm. wheel. A little swirl. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. And the no the noses. The noises that Wotan was making, also pretty cool, yeah. as we talked about the sound earlier. A little um, glitch hop modern music thing going on there. Yeah, basically, like it was some weird Nine Inch Nails song. Um, <laughs> oh my god, if it ever came out, oh, hey, Reznor sampled Doctor Who, totally sampled man. the sounds of Wotan. That'd be great. That'd I'd be, be awesome. totally down with that. Uh, you know, fun fact: actually, being around too much electronics and around certain frequencies can totally induce paranoia. Oh, I I believe it. And 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 it's kind of nice to see. Um, Oh, it doesn't happen in this episode. I think it happens in the in the next one where uh, one of the other professors is resistant at first and then falls under. No, that's this episode, Crimpton. Oh, Crimpton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he yeah, is that this episode. Is it the first? I thought it was the second. I have it in the first episode under okay. my notes. I'll take your word for it. I mean, I could be horribly wrong, but I don't. Oh, no, because he says there's nothing more important than human life. Yes, yes. I'm human. I resist. Humans are okay. You win. Yeah, basically. (laughs) Uh, Well, I mean, but before that, um, Dodo goes back into the lab where Wotan is. And I I have. Oh, no, I'm sorry. No, that is not true. What happens? Um, she's um... She's still at the Inferno Club. Yes. And she, the, they call her. They prank call the bar. Yeah, they prank call the bar. Dodo gets on the phone and she goes, hello? And then this, <laughs> Professor Brett, okay, this this was funny. And I don't eat, like, this could be a pacing scene problem, but I don't care. It was hilarious. Where Professor Brett, like, calls and then, and this just shows how far technology has come. He calls yep. her and then he goes to Wotan hooks up Wotan, and then goes back and hooks something else up. And she's like, hello, are you there? And I'm like, it's been three minutes. How have you not hung up yet? Yeah. And then uh, Dodo becomes hypnotized. Exactly. Biggie, 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 can't you see? Sometimes your words just hypnotize me. Yes, but I, 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 I don't think Biggie ever quite sounded like this kind of whispering into a tin can Oh, I'm that Wotan sounds like. I'm very sure. I kind I kind of wish I had uh, started the episode off with that, but I got it in somewhere. That's okay. I liked it. Good job. <laughs> um, and then I uh, the professor goes to brings the major, and he's like, "Hey, man, stuff's crazy. We're we're bad people." And he's like, "What?" And then he gets hypnotized, and then Crimpton <laughs> gets hypnotized, and then the doctor goes clubbing. Looking for Dodo, yeah. and he's got oh, wow. some fab gear. <laughs> yes, that was my favorite line. Hey, man, you got some fab gear, and he's like, "What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about, my child?" Yes. Oh Everyone yes. Oh my child. fab gear. Oh, it's so fabulous. Yes. Where's Dodo? <laughs> he like non. I almost feel like he impro- like improved most of his lines, and it just seems like he just was nonstop talking all the time. Uh, it, it did seem like that. I feel like Hartnell does a lot of grabbing of the lapels. Yes. And, and I, and I've got a note somewhere. I want to say it's, um, oh, I want to say it's probably in the third episode where he's doing a lot of hums, hums, hums. Yes. He's humming hmm. a lot. Like, oh my, <laughs> use words, not just hums, please. 
and we're uh, we're all hanging around uh, Wotan, and he. Uh, I keep saying he. I mean, it sounds like a he. Um, yeah. Starts to. La- I, I put holy crap! It laughs, and oh, and then <laughs> oh god! It whispers, and then it, it whisp- says, "Doctor Who is required." Well, I agree with that. Doctor Who is required. I I also agree. Doctor Who's always required. I just thought it was weird but, that um, Wotan was calling in Doctor what? Who. Yes, I absolutely agree with that. I'm like, uh, 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 did did nobody? I mean, he knows what TARDIS is, but he still thinks it's called Doctor Who. I'm like, it's it's a doctor. Yeah, I. Uh, uh, Wotan. I thought it was weird. It, it was a little weird. Um, and obviously, we're saying that you know more than 50 years after the airing of this story. Yes. Uh, because at plenty of times, even during, you know, well into the Tom Baker years, you know, when the credits ran, it said Doctor Who. Yeah, definitely. Not the Doctor. Uh, so that that always was something that was kind of in flux, I think. But it did Wotan talk about wanting wanting his brain? I'm like, is Wotan a friggin' zombie? <laughs> uh, maybe. I don't know. We don't know. We don't know what Wotan's... I mean, his plans seem to be to, I mean, destroy all humans, but maybe he wanted to be in a more mobile body. Okay, I'll give you that. Who knows? I'll you give know, you that. The body yeah, of an 85-year-old man. <laughs> <laughs> all right, he wasn't that old, but you know. So, uh, part two. Yes. Can we please talk about uh, how creepy it was to see three... Grown men in the darkness holding chloroform? Uh, yeah. <laughs> While Dodo tried to, like, is it honeypot? Is that the actual, uh, I think that's the, uh, the phrase. Just like, hey, yeah, I think the cab's over here. You should follow me. <laughs> oh, my oh, goodness. Oh, yes, 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 where you're trying to lead by seduction. Yes. Well, I mean, yes. I guess she wasn't really trying to do that, but you know what but I there, mean. There was that element there, yeah. The element of trying to get somebody under false pretenses to do something. Right. So I was just like, they're just standing there. Like, you can't see them? I, that was, yeah, they, they were not, uh, they weren't hiding so well. No, they were not. So Do- Dodo's mission was to retrieve the doctor and have him uh, breathe in the sweet, sweet smell of chloroform uh, so they could bring him back to Wotan and get him under the mind control. Right. And and speaking of our two professors and the major, um, which I think was a sitcom in England in the 70s. It um, probably was. <laughs> it probably was. Did you notice how in um, in the room in which Wotan is, it, it's, it's like they never interacted face to face. They were always interacting perpendicularly. Really? Like the prof- one of the professors would be facing the camera and talking and then the major – would answer, but he would be looking at a 90-degree angle. They wouldn't be face-to-face. They would literally, and I don't know, I'm like, what is up with, this is, this is like high school production, kind of like, I'm projecting to the back of the room instead of talking to the person next to me. Yeah. To whom I am answering. And I'm like, oh. it just, it seemed really weird. And I don't know if that was intentional or not, because that could be a, look, you know, I'm a robot, I'm a computer, I, 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 I work in right angles, right? Right. Everything in the universe is on a grid. It's not amorphous and, and free-flowing. So I, I don't know if that was intentional or not. But now, it was just something that jumped out at me. The other thing is this could be maybe a directorial problem where, I mean, I don't, you know, I wasn't there, obviously. I wasn't even a thought at this point. Um, <laughs> but I almost wonder if the direction was um, act hypnotized. Uh, it very well And that it. was it. <laughs> Because I remember yeah. later on, we see these guys like walking down a, like a ladder and they're, they're, it's so awkward looking. And I'm like, why don't they just walk down it normally? And I'm like, oh, pro- someone probably said act hypnotized. It, I would not be one bit surprised. So, I mean, that could be a factor in it. If that was the case. Never yes. know. And I think. Isn't this about the time where where we cut to like some warehouse somewhere and they're like building the war machine? Okay, so um, a cab pulls up and they all get oh, in the cab yes. and this homeless yes. man comes out and um, the homeless man's like, I'm gonna go sleep in this warehouse and I'm like, man, homeless guy, don't go in there. That's probably a bad right. idea. Exactly, I forgot about the homeless guy. 
And he goes in there anyway, and he's like, yep, I'm super homeless, and he's just walking around. And then Wotan can sense that there is an intruder, and he gives out coordinates. Yes. And the the homeless guy's like, uh-oh. And they ha- mm-hmm. he has there's like this whole scene where he's like, I won't tell anybody what I saw, all this stuff. And he... And it's like what a chase scene. He kind of runs like two feet and is like immediately caught. Uh-huh. Um, it was pretty funny, and uh, he meets his his untimely demise rather quickly too. Yeah, he kind of disappears and goes ah, and then he's dead. And I was like, wait, what just happened? <laughs> it's called pacing, John. Now the other thing is, <laughs> it is called pacing. Yeah, that's right. They didn't dwell <laughs> on it. He didn't die for like fifteen minutes. Um, the other thing about this is, I guess, storytelling wise, uh, a little later on in this episode, why didn't they just keep the homeless man to, um, demonstrate the effectiveness of the war machine? Uh, you know, that is a really good point. He would have been much more expendable than one of the guys who they had already working on this project. And I mean, jumping a little further ahead, we, we, we keep Ben. Like, we could have just killed him, but we keep him because he's useful. And it's like, well, wasn't that one guy maybe useful? The guy who was, I don't know what he was doing. He was standing over by a box, but, I mean, he worked (laughs) there, so he's probably doing something. Well, and I I, I must say, I do love how, like, all the the boxes and stuff are already Wotan branded. (laughs) Yes, I want a Wotan shirt. uh, Yes. With just that W on it. Exactly. Or a hat. I think that'd be fun. That would that's more your style. You're definitely more of a hat I'm more guy. of a hat guy. Yeah. You are. You are. I would wear <laughs> the T shirt. Um but yeah. Alright, so where where are we here? Um, oh gosh. Um Oh the doctor gets Wotond. Oh or right. he he kind of does. It's uh, he takes of. the phone call and he, he tries to get Wot he Wotan tries to uh Wotan him <laughs> and it doesn't really take and the Dodo literally gives away the entire plan. The best laid plan. It was great. Yeah. It was so funny. Uh, and I think that's around the time the doctor realizes that something's going on with, with Dodo. And he, um, you know, what do you do when somebody's already hypnotized? I guess you re-hypnotize them. Exactly. And uh, he's like, oh, it'll take the rest of the story. Like, that's the last time we see her. That totally is. We don't see her for, I don't, do we even see her no. at all in the rest no. of the story? No, that's Cause... it. She's gone. That is the wow. last time we see her. He's like, oh, she'll be hypnotized, or it'll take like 48 hours for her to be uh, to be better. It's like 48 hours. Well. And then, and then at the end, well, I mean, we're jumping ahead, but at the end they're like, ah, oh, Dodo says bye. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Most anticlimactic companion departure ever. Could you imagine if that happened today? Everyone would lose their minds. Totally. <laughs> I kind of wish it would oh, happen absolutely. today. Be too funny. <laughs> so we get the um, we get the demonstration of effectiveness from the war machine, and it's like, what it, did it just spray him with a fire extinguisher, and he just died? Yeah. It is effective. Let's move on. I gotta say, I I do I love the design of the war machine. Oh, I do too. Anything that has a giant sledgehammer for an arm is my best friend. <laughs> right? And, um, and a little, little street sweeper wheel yeah. up front. I mean, since, uh, since we're here and we're talking about the war machine and how it looks yeah. and all this stuff, um, where do we put the um, the smashing the war machine <sighs> does on the Duggan scale? Oh. Because it does smash a lot of uh, boxes. It really, really hates fruit crates, apparently. It does hate fruit crates. It hates... It loves um, smashing those. Yes. So, um, I don't know. I'd, tries- I'd say maybe like a five. I think that's respectable out of ten. I Well, I, I you know, I mean, admittedly, you know, we're, we're mostly looking at fruit crates and trying to hit the doctor and the doctor tutting it. Um, oh, yes. We'll, we'll get to that. We will. We will. Um, I, I'd give it a six, but but part of that is influenced by my appreciation of just the aesthetic Man, of the war machine, which unfortunately they only had the budget to build one, so they kept changing the number on it to make it look <laughs> How fun would it have been to drive the war machine around? It looked like it would have been a lot of fun. 
Oh my gosh, absolutely. And, and, and I mean, I look at these people who, you know, build their own canines and build their own Daleks and stuff. I want to see somebody roll up to a con and be like, yo, check it. I got a war machine. Yeah, that would be so cool. And roll up with one of those. That would be awesome. It'd be so great. So uh, we end at part two with Ben. Ben has been cornered. Yes. Then we start part three. I believe this is when Polly gets hypnotized. And then ben, it, it appears that Ben is going to be hypnotized. But then they're kind of like, no, nah, let's just kill him. And then right. they keep him. Polly's like, no, he could be of use because remember we murdered that other dude that used to... we murdered uh we murdered Richard and now we need a new guy right so let's put Ben there but it's so weird why don't they just put Ben under hypnosis that makes no sense at all no it totally doesn't like it, did was it, it only tired is, what it happened? serves only the story yeah <sighs> like was he tired what happened I don't understand. <laughs> So the big plan is to basically crank call all of the world leaders and put them under hypnosis and then, you know, take over the world or something. Exactly. And Polly let, seemingly lets Ben get away at one point. She just lets him go. Yeah, and I, I, I couldn't figure out at first when I was watching this. I'm like, okay, is she not actually hypnotized and she's just pulling a long con? Oh, yeah, that's what I kind of thought at first, but... It didn't really make sense for her to just stick around, right? No, yeah. it doesn't. So I, I I came to the conclusion that no, she wasn't. She actually genuinely was hypnotized. But maybe, I don't know, maybe maybe part of her was kind of overriding the programming? Maybe. I, I don't know. Maybe she was, uh, her personality was too strong. I, I have no idea. Something like that. It's just a very strange... I didn't. I just didn't fully understand that. Um, well, boy, there there were times where she would give a look, and I don't know if it was just the um, like the eyeliner that she had, but she, man, she's got some vicious looking eyes. Yeah, she does for sure. Uh, let's see. Um, that okay. So the one there's one scene in here that I thought was super needless, and it was the uh, the minister phone call where he's like, "Yeah, yes. some kind of killer machine." I'm told. Yes, well, yeah. maybe we should. And I was like, what is this? Why are we seeing this entire conversation? Well, and and it was, and it was a long conversation. Yes, it was super long. Like, that is the only thing that I felt was, like, extremely, you know, not needed. Yeah. Then we I get totally, the... totally agree. We get the chaos of the army taking on the war machines. There's literally yeah. just smoke everywhere. The uh, Wotan noise is just going out of control, and I I absolutely loved it. I thought it was great. It was just very chaotic, and they kept the feel yep. of it. And trucks and guns everywhere. News reports telling people to stay inside, even yes. though there are giant war robots, you know, rolling around town. Yeah, <laughs> stay inside and be calm. I'm like, I would not. I'll stay inside, sure, but I'm not going to be calm, dude. If there Hell are no. if there are fires, don't worry. The giant machines will put them out. Right? They seemingly have fire extinguishers. <laughs> and I'm honestly, you know what? I'm just going to pretend that the war machine actually shoots a poison gas of some kind. That's what it is. I mean, I know I'm just making fun of it. It's just like, no, no, weird... no. I, I don't know what it's supposed to shoot, but I'm just going to tell myself while watching this uh, that, oh, it's poison gas. The most poison That's... gas of all time that drops you as soon as it enters the atmosphere. Exactly. Just like in front of you. It's like a spritzer. Yep. Uh, so the I guess the other thing is, so speaking of this, um, whatever this gas or smoke is, uh, how are the people that are hypnotized not affected by it? Because um, there's, well, I, that was strange to me. No, I'll, I'll agree. And, and I'm, I'm kind of used to questions kind of like this because, you know, the kids often, you know, we're watching Disney or whatever, and they're like, hey, How's this happening? And it kind of, I kind of just go, well, Disney magic. Yes, basically, yeah, uh, we had the Disney or magic. cartoon magic. Um, yeah. if it's not a Disney show, and so I'm just gonna say, um, uh, early Doctor Who magic. There you go, wibbly wobbly. Uh, this is pretty wibbly wobbly. Yeah. So, um, none. It, it can, apparently the war machine can also jam everyone's guns as we, um, everyone yeah, is like trying to shoot these things. Exploded. What's that? And like prevent grenades from exploding. It, yes. it literally can 
change like the the flammability of gunpowder. Yeah. Wait, what? It's so strange. I don't, I don't I don't understand it. I did like the look out, sir, and then like the war machine knocks over like some fruit crates, like just like Again. haphazardly, like nothing's really happening. This fish is. It's not humanity that must be destroyed. It thinks it's these frickin' fruit crates. Yeah. Um. And then the doctor, he just doesn't give. I put a flip. He don't give a flip about anything. He's just standing in the middle of the road here, just hanging out. And we open part four with um, the doctor, the Wotan Whisperer. <laughs> nice. He's just kind of standing there like, whoa. I, I don't know what is happening. And the war machine's like, all right, I, I, guess, I guess here. We're just fine. I'll just stay here. It was just so, so weird. So, yeah, so weird. And, and, and again, I think, I think in, in part four, we, we kind of get you know, kind of peak chaos. Yes, there's a lot of weird things that are just going on here. And you know what? There's there's one scene. I know I've talked about this before, and I think I talked about it in our review of The Greatest Show in the Galaxy, um, where, um, and maybe it wasn't this, maybe it was a different one, but, you know, you see a scene where, and, and actually I really love the camera work in this because the camera was really kind of focused on a puddle that was reflecting the war machine as it was going by but also in shot was a bike that obviously had tipped over and the wheel was just slowly spinning and i'm like i feel like i see this motif like all over the place where this like fallen over bike with the wheel slowly spinning like symbolizes death yes oh yeah have you seen that? I mean, have you seen that in other places too? Is it just me going off? And no, I'm no, crazy? no. It's it sounds very familiar. That is for sure. Um, but what started as a hey, that's kind of a cool shot, and then it's like, wait a second, it's another bicycle having fallen over. What is with this idea? Where did it start? I do not know. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it started here. It might have. Who knows? Who who knows? Indeed. Um, <laughs> I think there's a one point that we find out. I think it's around here we find out there's eleven other machines. Yes, there's. I think there's a dozen war machines total, or there's at least a dozen numbers yeah. that they can put on the war machine. <laughs> and this is kind of where the uh, the war machines and Wotan go into business for themselves. It's, it gets very chaotic at the end here. Yeah, the point where I'm not actually sure what happens to Wotan and the war machines. In all oh. honesty. Well, I think at one point the doctor figures out what can at least disable it long enough for him to reprogram it. Oh, yes, their main weakness, ropes. Yes, because he gets the army to come out and set up a wrestling ring. Yeah, yes. Basically, that's what happens. That's what it looks like, right? Yeah, that's exactly. that'd be right what you went to. No, I I was like, oh, ropes. Its main weakness is ropes. And I'm the one sitting here going like, all right, they're setting up a wrestling match. Great. Yep. Look at the bad influence I've been on you. Seriously. Um, I mean, yeah, so he reprograms it and just everything goes haywire. And that's kind of the end, basically, right? Uh, just about, yeah. Because <laughs> it goes, no, because the, the war machine that gets reprogrammed suddenly also got a speed upgrade. Yes. Because it's now racing back to the post office tower. Um, oh yeah, and 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 somehow can was built to fit in the elevators there. Thoughtful, Very and it thoughtful. goes up and it shoots Wotan basically. Yeah, it just goes up to him and is like, "Well, I'm going to shoot you now," and that's pretty much the end of it. Which I mean, and I it guess was, it was kind of anticlimactic. Yes, it was as as most of these usually are the classic ones. And unfortunately, at this point, I have a note that goes, "Hey, where's Dodo been?" <laughs> Literally. Most of episode two, all of three, and all of four pass, and I go, hey, wait a second. Hey, where did you I go? I've seen her. So, um, at one point, and I want to say it's in, it's either at the beginning of part four or in the middle of part three. The doctor gives Ben his his cape, and a key falls out, and he kind of keeps it. And I didn't even oh. think anything of it. I was like, oh, that's weird. Yeah. I mean, why would they film it if it didn't? wasn't part of the story and they're because like oh the 60s we figured that they film stuff that makes no sense oh yeah i 100 agree but apparently um they didn't do that on this one exactly uh so they find the doctor by the tardis and they're like well hey 
it was cool meeting you. By the way, Dodo's like she's gonna she's staying and she sends her love. And he's like, whatever. That's <laughs> basically <laughs> what he says. He's just like, I don't care. And he goes in the TARDIS, and they're like, what? Why is he going in that phone and booth thing? And Ben goes, oh, I forgot to give him this key. So they go. Oh, yeah. So they go. And they try to like they knock on the door. There's no answer. And then he, they're like, "Well, try the key." And he's like, "Okay." So he just opens it, and they go inside. And then, well, you're a part of this now. Yep. And that's how the the episode ends. That's how the War Machine ends with two new companions that have no idea what they're getting into. Oh yeah, and are I'll admit are so much better live action than animated. Yes, right. Oh my yes. god, I don't even want to talk about it. No, 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 we don't need to. I just wanted to make the comment. I like them better live action than animated. <laughs> well, me too. And so, I, uh... I got to admit, I like, I like that method of getting a companion or companions on board where it, it literally is, they almost just kind of stumble into it by accident. I, I know that's happened for a few companions, and I like that way of doing it. Yes, definitely. I, I enjoy that too. So um, overall, what would you think? Um, overall, I, I liked it. I'm, I'm, I think, I think I will always have a little trouble coming back to first and second doctor episodes. They're just so different than the, both the stuff that I grew up on and the stuff that I'm used to watching now. Um, yeah. I think even just the difference between first and second doctor and third doctor is, uh, pretty drastic at times. <laughs> But I liked the episode. I liked the story. I liked the fact that we've got basically the idea of Skynet before either Skynet um, or or there's a 1969 movie called Colossus, um, which is terrifically camp and bad. But it's just wow. literally it's this idea where this Colossus computer decides that, you know, it, it's networked to these other Colossus computers around the world. And it goes, we're taking over. <laughs> We run the nukes now. We run everything. Humanity is obsolete. You guys are wrecking the planet. You know, yeah. it, it's, it's if you if you can find the movie, whether it's on Netflix or Amazon or whatever, wherever it is, if you can find it on DVD, <laughs> Colossus, 1969. It's it's a great film. It's worth watching at least once in your life. All right, I'll add it to the uh, to the list here. Um, the list of stuff that you'll do with your copious free time. Yeah, right. <laughs> All that free time I have. Recorded today, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I recorded four podcasts. Was going to record a fifth, but canceled it. So, you know, that fun stuff. Be, have some downtime. Yeah, right. Just a little <laughs> bit. Um, yeah, I I actually thoroughly enjoyed this. Usually I, you know, I complain about the pacing, but uh, this was, it was really good. Like, I really enjoyed this. And I believe we yeah. have Mike to thank for this, yeah? We definitely do. Thank you, Mike, for suggesting this while we were at Galley. yeah. He didn't think we'd um we'd pick this one. He was like, "Oh, if it, he he said, I believe, oh, if um if I it was on um where was it? It was on it was on Twitter, right? He said, "Oh, if if they were if I was actually serious, I would have uh suggested one of these two." So, guess what, Mike? Next time on Podcastica, Oh, yes. We will be reviewing Underworld, starring Tom Baker as the Doctor, Louise Jameson as Leela, and John Leeson as the voice of K-9. It was yeah. written by Bob Baker and Dave Martin and directed by Norman Stewart. I feel like this is our first K-9 adventure, which I think is this something is. we had talked about. Yes, it it absolutely is, and I'm, I'm uh, completely looking forward to it. I'm trying to remember what the other episode Mike suggested was. Uh, I could think... look it up, but I can't. I, it was between those two, but I think this one was. I think the other one was a that was a was a McCoy. So I was like, ah, oh, we just did a McCoy. So we have done a lot of McCoy. Let's definitely do some Tom Baker. And plus, uh, it's this episode. The, the I mean, I'm sorry, the the Underworld episode that we will be recording, and then one of your choice, and then it, here we are, straight up. Now tell see? me. <laughs> Are you really going to love me forever? Oh, oh, oh. Season yes. 10 is a coming. <laughs> so we're we're right there. Only so on not as Not as, yes. Paula Abdul reference. Yes. It's not as far away as you think, people. It, no, it's close. It'll be here very soon, and I am getting very excited right now. So 
Uh, you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Just search Podcastica. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice. You can actually also follow me on Instagram at JP Thrice, where apparently I am obsessed with uh, Instagram stories right now. Uh, I enjoyed watching those today. Thank you. I, I posted like my entire day. It was, <laughs> it was a whole thing. Yep. And you can follow Taylor on Twitter and Instagram at... At Apex Buddha. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. Just search Podcastica. Rate and review us as well. Also subscribe to us on SoundCloud. SoundCloud.com slash the NOTLG. I'll tell you guys right now, um, if you go to that SoundCloud, because I think our RSS feed on uh, iTunes isn't giving everyone all the episodes now because we've run out of like room. Oh. Yeah, I think so. So if you go to SoundCloud, everything's there still. So don't worry. Except I think some middle episodes, which I have to, I got to go find those. I think I know where they are. Anyway, it's a whole other. That's a whole other thing. Um, <laughs> head on over to notlg.spreadshirt.com and buy. Um, I guess random people at Galley approved Podcastica shirts. Yes. Which nice uh, to know we're not the only ones who own our shirt. Yes, this is very, very, very cool, and uh, we recreated that. Did we? We posted it on the podcastica thing, yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, we did. Yes, we did, and and has since kind of kicked around a new idea for a new shirt. So yes, we that gotta, might be coming. We got to figure that out because yes, we do. I am would be very excited for that. I I might have somebody that could do it, but I I yeah. don't know. I'll have to get their pricing. Oh, uh, okay. We'll figure it out, though. We'll make it work. Uh, sh- shout out to the Y-Axes. They do our music. Um, check them out on on Twitter at the Y-Axes, their Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Y-Axes. Check out uh, the Y-Axes.bandcamp.com, and they're also on Spotify. Go support them because they have supported us from day one. No doubt. And uh, that's it. You got anything else? No. I'm 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 excited. I'm excited. We've got new who coming and we've got a couple shows to get through before then. And yeah. Then we're weekly. I know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Deep breath. I need to, I need to get over this. So I'm not like sitting here sniffling and oh, getting yeah. ready to cough. And it's going to be that a cup of tea. It's going to be an interesting <laughs> time. It will. That is for sure. Exactly well. So join us again in two weeks when we review underworld. Uh, that's it for podcastica this week. And we will talk to you guys later. See ya. Yeah. Oh. oh, you there? Taylor, you are very gone. You are super gone. Hello.